If you'd open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5, we're looking at at verses 15 through 21. This is a significant weekend for our nation. On September 11th, 2021, at 7.59 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, American Airlines Flight 11, a Boeing 767 with 92 people aboard, including 11 crew members, captained by pilot John Loganowski, took off from Boston Logan International Airport en route to Los Angeles. 47 minutes from takeoff at 8.46 a.m., Mohammed Atta and four other hijackers flew Flight 11 into floors 93 to 99 of the North Tower of the World Trade Center in New York City, killing everybody aboard and hundreds in the building. Just 17 minutes later at 9.03 a.m., United Airlines Flight 175 with 65 aboard flew into the South Tower. 34 minutes later, at 9.37, American Airlines Flight 77, with 64 aboard, crashed into the Pentagon. And just 20 minutes later, at 9.58 a.m., the South Tower collapsed. Five minutes later, at 10.03 a.m., after a valiant passenger-led effort to retake control of United Airlines Flight 93, it crashed into a field in Somerset County, Pennsylvania, killing all 44 aboard. And 25 minutes after that, at 10.28 a.m., the North Tower collapsed. In just two hours and 29 minutes, the world changed. It is my understanding that uh, our, our church, I was not a member here at that time, but it is my understanding that the church had a well-attended prayer meeting that evening. Americans went to bed to a very different world than they awoke to. Then came the day after 9-11, which would have been 20 years ago today, was the day after, on September 12th. You know, without a doubt, the nation experienced a, a revival of patriotism. Churches experienced an increase in attendance. And it has now been 20 years since that date. 20 years ago today, the nation was united. 20 years ago today, the church was united. 20 years ago today, commitments were made. 20 years ago today, people were determined. 20 years ago today, we said we would never forget. Many Christians and spiritual leaders anticipated a revival. The anticipation was that the events of 9-11 would drive people to seek out God. Church attendance increased, but it was short-lived. American patriotism soon gave way to partisan divides. And 20 years later, 20 years later, we are more divided than we were the day before September 11th, 2001. 
We said we would never forget, yet it seems as if we have. You may ask, how can that be? How can that be? How is it that we have fallen so far? Not only did we not experience a national revival, but we are more divided and more a wicked nation than before. Why wasn't there revival? Why hasn't COVID brought revival like many thought it might? I'll tell you why. Revival does not happen apart from repentance. Revival does not happen apart from repentance. Revival does not happen apart from an acknowledgement of sin. Revival does not happen apart from brokenness over sin. Revival does not happen apart from contrition. American patriotism does not need to increase America does not need a renewed commitment for religion. America needs a renewed relationship with Jesus Christ that is created by brokenness over its sin. The church does not need renewed commitment to Christian service. The church needs a renewed heart that is humble and contrite. It needs to fall in love with Jesus again. Isaiah 57.15 says this, For thus say the High and Lofty One that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is Holy, I dwell in the high and holy place with who? With Him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit. To revive the spirit of the humble, to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Christian, though, my concern is not about the nation. Oh, I do have concern about the nation. I have a greater concern about the church. Where is the brokenness? Where's the contrition? Where's the humility in the church? Why isn't there more repentance? Why isn't there more love? Christian, we mourn over 9-11. We remember it, and we should. That may increase patriotism, but it will not bring revival. For that, our focus needs to turn from the planes that crashed into buildings and the bloodshed that resulted to the nails plunged into Jesus and His bloodshed. What you need, what I need, what the nation needs is a renewed Love of Jesus Christ born out of humbleness, brokenness, and contrite hearts is what we need. Folks, understand this. Major events that happen to our nation will not lead to revival unless there is repentance. Unless we say, yes, we have sinned. Lord, please forgive us. We are in the midst of all kinds of tragedy. Where's the repentance? It needs to start in the church. You and I only have a limited amount of days to our lives. Do we realize that? Job 7.1 says, Is there not an appointed time to man upon earth and not his days also like the days of an hireling? So we have a certain amount of days to our lives. You know, there's been 20 years that have gone by 
since September 11th. 20 years of opportunities to make an impact for Christ. A year and a half has gone by since COVID arrived on our doorstep. A year and a half has gone by to make an impact for Christ. A week has gone by since our last service last Sunday. A week has gone by to make an impact for Christ. Three days have gone by since we met here on Wednesday. Three days have gone by to make an impact for Christ. Folks, I do not know how many days you and I have, but I know this, we better make the best use of those days. And the Bible tells us how to. This is where we get to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 21. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit." speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we do look back and remember what happened 20 years ago. Lord, a lot of time has passed since then. Lord, I'm concerned that we've wasted a lot of time and opportunities. Lord, as I look what our nation is dealing with, Lord, and what You call us to be as Christians, Lord, I pray, Lord, that we would redeem the time, make the best use of it for Your purposes, for Your will, bringing glory to You, being light in this world as we live in dark days. Lord, I pray, Lord, that You'd guide my lips, give me continuity of thought and clarity. And I thank You for it. And I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The book of Ephesians is broken up into six chapters. And the first uh, three chapters deal with the doctrines of salvation, the church, our identities in Christ, among other things. And then the last three chapters deal with how we should walk or how we should live as children of God. Uh, chapter Starting in chapter 4, verses 1 through 16, tell us how we should walk as members of the church. Tells us how we should walk as members of the church, walking in unity using our spiritual gifts. And then verses 17 through 32 tell us how we should walk as new creatures, putting off the old man and putting on the new man. Then chapter 5 begins by telling us how to walk as children of light. Verse 8. For we were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Just as in the beginning when God created light, it separated light from darkness. Genesis 1-4, And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. Not a single one of us here has any trouble recognizing 
when it's night time versus daytime. As Christians, we are to be light in the dark world. It should be clear to the world that we are children of light. If you are saved, understand this. You are a children of light. We need to walk in it. It should be clear to the world who we are. However, too many times though, our light is dimmed by the love of the world. Instead of our light being dimmed by the world, our light should expose the world to its wickedness. Ephesians 5.11 And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. The world loves darkness because the world does not want to be exposed. Do we understand that? Light makes visible things done in darkness. Verse 13, But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. As Christians, we are to walk in the light. We are to be separate. We are to be distinct from the world. Doing so makes visible those things that are in darkness. But if there's no difference between the church and the world, there's no distinction. There's no light. Understand this. If Christians are no different, how will the world know they are in darkness if we look just like the world? So as children of light, we have a responsibility to walk as children of light. And then verses 21 on tells us how. And the first is 15 on tells us how. Number one, walk in wisdom. Light in the Bible is compared to two things. It is wisdom and also outward behavior. Okay? Uh, verse 5.15 says this, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. To walk circumspectly is to walk carefully. To walk with great care. You know, remember this is in context of our responsibility to walk as children of light. Walking in light is to walk in wisdom. Walking in wisdom is walking according to the will of God. Walking according to the will of God requires this, knowing God and His will. Christian, the greatest degree of foolishness is to say there is no God. Psalm 14.1 The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. When we are disobedient, understand this, when we are disobedient, we are living as if there is no God. The book of Proverbs contrasts the wise from the fool. The fool lives apart from God. Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. You know, the world believes that the things of God are foolishness. 1 Corinthians 2.14 But the natural man 
receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually dis- dis- discerned. Contrast with what the Bible says about the wise. The wise fears the Lord. Proverbs 9.10 The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So get this, to walk in wisdom is to walk in the fear of the Lord, to walk in respect to His ways, to know His ways, we must know His Word. Look at what Paul said to Timothy, speaking about Scripture. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses, verse 15. He says, "...in that from a child that has known the Holy Scriptures." which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Psalm 19.7 says this, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure. Get this. Making wise the simple by the Word of God. Folks, we will never be able to walk as wise people without studying Scripture. Christian, we need to understand this. The the darkness of this world, the prince of darkness wants to put out your light. Wants to put it out. We make his job much easier though when we do not know the Scriptures. Look at what Paul said to the church at Galatia. Chapter 3, the book of Galatians. Oh, foolish Galatians. Oh, foolish Galatians. Who hath betwitched you? As you should not obey the truth. Before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only would I learn of you. Received ye the Spirit by the works of the law, by the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? So the Galatians had yielded them to the influence of false teachers. The word betwitched means they were enchanted or they were fascinated by these false teachers. And it was this lack of wisdom, a lack of understanding that made them ripe to be allured away to false teaching. They did not know or believe the Scripture. Now get this. False teaching is rooted in darkness. It's rooted in darkness. But do we know how to recognize it? Do we know when there is false teaching? Folks, the Apostle Paul did not pull any punches here. He was ignorant, indigent. And he said, Are ye so foolish? Folks, Christians, we can't afford to take on the world's philosophy that says, We've got to be afraid to hurt people's feelings. I can't afford to stand here today and be afraid to hurt your feelings. Folks, we can't live as fools by not studying the Word of God. We are, though. It's foolishness. Christian, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. Christian, it's time to grow in faith. It's time to study the Word. Christian, you're not going to crow if you just come to church on Sunday and that's it. For 30, 40 minutes. You need more than that. 
need to be in Sunday school. You need to be here Sunday night. You need to be here Wednesday night. Not because it makes you look better. Not because I ask you to. Not because anybody else asks you to. It's because you need to, if you're going to walk in wisdom, you need to study and know the Word of God. Folks, the clock is ticking on our lives. You may not like me saying this, but many of the things we spend time on are foolishness. You may say, I don't have enough time to go to church that many times. Folks, you can't afford not to. The time is ticking. Which takes me to the next point. Walk with urgency. Walk with urgency. Verse 16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. You know, the world lost many first responders on September 11, 2001. The reason why so many were lost is because when they received the call, they got the call, there's an emergency at the World Trade Center. They responded with urgency and they went. They did not hesitate, they just went. When you call on the police, you call the paramedics, you call the fire department, that is when you call is not on your best days, okay? But on your darkest days. So on the darkest days in American history, first responders rushed into action. They ran to where everybody was running away from. They ran into the burning towers. They did everything they could to save as many lives as possible. 343 firefighters died that day. 37 Port Authority police officers died. 23 New York City police officers died. 8 medical technicians died. And 3 New York State officers died. And 1 patrolman from the New York Fire Patrol. They all died trying to help and save others. Why? Why did they do that? They were called into action. Christian, we are called into action. Folks, why is it that when there is an emergency, first responders are willing to risk their lives for others and their temporal lives, and we are unwilling to sacrifice some of our time to those that are lost and going to hell? Why is that? Is it perhaps that we don't have a sense of urgency? Is it perhaps we become so carnal that we are teetering on unbelief? Is it because we are so enchanted with the world that we are willing to spend our most precious resource time on things of this world? Look at the Scripture again, verses 15 and 16. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are are evil. Verses 15 and 16 telling us to make the most of our limited time living in this dark world. Fulfilling God's purposes. A fool will waste his days on foolish things. Folks, this verse is not being about more efficient with your time, okay? So that you can do what you want. It's about making the best use of your time. Making an influence in a dark world. That's what this is about. A wise man will fill his days taking every opportunity to learn the will of God and do it. 
That's what a wise man does. Folks, this is sad but true, and you're not going to like it, but it's got to be said, churches in America have become apathetic. Apathetic. There is no real concern. There is a lack of energy, emotion, interest in our calling as Christians. We have a calling. Just like the first responders have a calling. That is what they do. Christians are to walk as children of life. That is our calling. We better wake up. We are running out of time. Ephesians 5.17 Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. He says, commit your time to knowing and doing the will of the Lord. Which takes me to the last point. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. So, we see an example here of what it means to do the will of the Lord. Walk in the Spirit. Ephesians 5, 18-21 says, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. That's God's will for your life. To be filled, to be led by the Spirit. That's His will. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. At the time of writing to the church at Ephesus, there was a pagan practice of getting drunk in a, a pagan worship service, claiming that it made somehow made them closer to whatever deity they were worshiping. And during these pagan practices, they, they would get drunk and they would sing and they, they'd have basically this wild party. And the pagan world has long claimed closeness to God through various means including different substances. They are seeking a so-called religious experience. What they got was a physical high that led to uncontrolled behavior. God says rather, seek to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. Speaking to a large audience one time, D.L. Moody held up a glass and asked, how can I get the air out of this glass? One man shouted, suck it out with a pump. And Moody replied, that would create a vacuum and shatter the glass. After he received more suggestions, Moody smiled and he picked up a pitcher of water and filled the glass. There, he said, all the air is now removed. He then went on to explain, the victory in the Christian life is not accomplished by sucking out a little sin here and there, but by being filled with the Holy Spirit. Folks, we can never be Spirit-filled Christians if we are full of the world. We need to have an appetite for the Word of God. We see a parallel in the Colossians that makes this point clear. Okay, Colossians 3.16, this is a parallel passage to what we're reading in Ephesians chapter 5. It says this in verse 16 of Colossians chapter 3, Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. In what? 
in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in, our, in your hearts to the Lord. There's a correlation between the Word of God and being filled with the Spirit. If we're not putting the Word in, we cannot be filled with the Spirit. Folks, if we do not prioritize the Word of God, we will not be Spirit-filled people. Being filled with the Holy Spirit means the same thing, by the way, as walking in the Spirit. It's not an ecstatic emotional experience. Sometimes that does happen. You do have joy. You do have peace. You do have those things. But walking in the Spirit should be a daily thing for the Christian. He says, if you do that, okay, if you are led by the Spirit, there are three things that will be evident. One, speaking to each other by the song in your heart. Remember when Paul and Silas were in prison? What did they do? Acts 16.25 They're in prison. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. Folks, if you're led by the Spirit, you will have a song in your heart and people will know it. What are you singing in your life? Are we complaining, grumbling? You know, it's almost a national pastime to complain about the government. Alright? I'm, you know... I'm sure a lot of dinner tables, that's the topic of conversation. How about singing to the Lord? Where's the song in your heart? What do people around us hear? Notice this. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God while in prisoners in prison. And what happened? And the prisoners heard them. Folks, the world hears your complaining. Do they hear a song in your heart for the Lord? They hear something. They hear what we're putting out. Two, being thankful to God for all things. People walking in the Spirit are thankful people. They are grateful people. Are you known as a thankful person? Are you a complainer? This is evidence... It's evidence when we are complaining that we are not walking in the Spirit. It's evidence that you're not. There's something going on. And it's not the Spirit. The Spirit does not complain. The Spirit leads to thankfulness. Folks, we are not thankful because we are not grateful for what we already have in Christ. And three... The result of being led by the Spirit is willful submission as God commands. People walking in the Spirit will be obedient to God's will. You know, when D.L. Moody, he was entering the ministry, he uh, heard a preacher make this statement, the world has yet to see what God can do with man fully surrendered to Him. And Moody that night said, by God's grace... I'll be that man. Christian, can you make a commitment that says, I want to be led by the Spirit? Folks, if we were Spirit-led people, we'd be revived people. People walking in the Spirit put others' needs above their own. You know, there was a father and son that they had arrived in a small western town. 
They were looking for an uncle that neither one of them had ever seen. And suddenly the father pointed across the square to a man who was walking away from them, explained, there goes my uncle. The son asked, how do you know that? You've never seen him before. Son, I know him because he walks exactly like my father. Folks, if we walk in the Spirit, the world should know us by our walk and who our Father is. Folks, we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility as children of light to walk as children of light in a dark world. We need one, we need to walk in wisdom. Two, we need to walk with urgency. Three, walk in the Spirit. And I trust this, if we do, if we do this, we will have an impact in the world. But it starts with the church. Let's pray. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank You for Your mercy and Your grace, Lord. Thank You for dying on the cross for our sins. Forgive us, Lord, for our lack of contrition, for our lack of brokenness, for our lack of repentance, Lord. Lord, I pray You'd work in our hearts this morning. Lord, convict us of our sin so we spend some time considering these things. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with your eyes closed and your heads bowed as Brenda plays an invitational song? If you'd like to come forward this morning and say, Lord, I want to redeem the time. Lord, the talk, I know the clock is ticking. I want to be used by You. Would you come forward this morning and spend some time in prayer? How many here would say, I want to walk as a ch child of God and in the light. How many say, I want to be light in this dark world? Would you raise your hand? Do you want to be light in this dark world? Would you ask God to show you what you need to deal with? The Bible says if any of you lack wisdom to ask, maybe some of you need help in dealing with something. An ongoing problem you just haven't dealt with. Would you ask God for wisdom right now? How many would say, I know I need to spend more time in the Word of God. I need to be in more services. Is there anybody like that this morning say, I know I need to do more? Several hands. Many hands all over. Folks, would you make a commitment? I'm going to start today. I want to start redeeming the time today. Is there anybody here that says, you know, I don't even know Jesus Christ as my Savior. I don't know for sure my sins are forgiven. I want to know for sure how I can have my sins forgiven. Is anybody like that here today? Would you raise your hand so I could pray for you? We have one hand. If you raise your hand for salvation, see me after the service and I would 
gladly spend time showing you in God's Word how you can know. God's dealing with hearts as He is. What about you? It's not too late to come forward and say, God, I haven't been walking in the light. Today, I want to. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray for those that raised their hands this morning, Lord. Say they want to walk as children of light, Lord. Pray, Lord, that uh, You would give us boldness to take a step of faith, Lord. Lord, to put these things into practice today with urgency, Lord. To walk in wisdom. To walk with urgency. To walk in the Spirit. Lord, I pray that those around us would know that we are children of light, Lord. That they would see a difference in us. They would see Christ in us, Lord. Lord, as we leave here today, Lord, I'm sure there's been decisions made. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we would keep to those decisions, Lord. I thank You for it and I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.